how have you been? Same <laughs> from the fabulous Las Vegas. How's everything going in, in South Korea? Well, I love here, uh, but I really miss uh, the States, especially New York City. But I'm doing great here, but I'll move back hopefully very soon. To Mr. Lee in the podcast today. Hey, Andrew. Hey, how are Dennis. you? Nice to meet you. I'm well. Yeah, the same last name. I, I'm glad to meet you. Yeah, maybe we're actually related. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dennis, for coming to the podcast today. Would you like to start with a self-introduction? So what are you working out? How about that? How about to start with a little bit of my background? So my name is Dennis, and then you guys, maybe like Minja, you know that my nickname is Dennis the Menace. I just used when I was at school. And I was working at the Lionstone Investment, which is a private equity firm in Houston, Texas. They are using the data analytics into real estate investment. My role was targeting the next investable market uh, using a lot of research and analytics. Prior to that, I was urban planner at the grad school. I did a lot of research using urban data. One of my research was gentrification. Because I was curious that the, why the gentrification started from the specific location. And I assumed that maybe there could be a locational benefit. And I proved with the data. And I graduated from Shaq, same as you, Minja. Yeah, that's my uh, short intro. Yeah, so after you graduated, after you started working in Limestone, and now you have your own company, which is Market Stadium. And would you mm -hmm. like to tell us how you came up with the idea and your entrepreneurship journey of founding the company? Sure, sure. First of all, while I was studying uh, about urban planning, I noticed that there is a plenty of urban planning research that could help real estate investment, such as where will be the next gentrification area. And I... And then I decided to study about real estate finance in order to, you know, know about the real estate and wanted to apply this urban intelligence knowledge into the real estate investment. Um, so while I was studying real estate finance and working for several companies related to real estate, including the Lionstone, I realized two ideas. One is how about the targeting the very specific market and finding the deals within those areas only then maybe we don't have to compete with a lot of investors. And the other is that the quality of data available in the real estate industry was super lacking. So I wanted to create this platform to incorporate that previously unrealized data points that allow our users or our investors make more informed decisions. So that's the exact reason that I started this company. Yeah. That's really cool. Um Dennis, I think for the benefit of, of the listeners, you know, in order to track gentrification, I think it's important to maybe identify and, and define it. Mm -hmm. So I guess in your words, how would you qualify an area as becoming quote unquote gentrified? Yeah, that's a really great question, but that's a little bit hard question. Uh, so it's very controversial, but my idea that our core factor is that where the high net worth young generation that have a great job are moving right now. So I think that's the key point. And then, yeah, other than that, yeah. yeah. So I think that's the core point. Very cool. And then I guess I had a chance to look at the Market Stadium website mm -hmm. and there's a lot of different metrics that you kind of use to track these like shifting, I guess, underlying economic indicators that might 
uh, point to an area as becoming gentrified. Can you share with the listeners what kind of methodologies you incorporate to kind of track these uh, data points? Sure. Uh, okay. So the first of all, we are a platform that optimizes multifamily and residential market due diligence. So we just create the market score, which is kind of the market valuation using the market indicator. So we use the 30 plus market indicators in order to create a market score by very, very detailed level, which is called the sense of track. Maybe you guys all are, like know that. Um, so we firstly pick up the factor that could drive a real estate value from my experience, from my knowledge. And we read a lot of our research papers out there related to urban planning or real estate and add those kind of factors and using the technology and create the market score based on that. So those are our brief methodology. That's very cool. I'm looking at the website now and I, I see this retail heat map that you've created. I'm very curious to learn more about this because I think uh, a lot of you know retail landlords, owners and investors are probably grappling with you know the shifting landscape with with e-commerce and what have you. So, what what are the some can you can you like share with us how you build up this retail heat map? Sure. Actually, uh, we just create the retail corridor first based on our idea. But some like one of our users actually they requested retail heat map in order to uh, put that in on their presentation. So we created, but we use retail data. So restaurants or bars or cafes. So using those data and we use our own technology and just um, the computer made that um, the retail, you know, corridor or retail him that automatically. That's super cool. And yeah, I think with the tools that I see on your website right now, you can kind of do almost like desktop underwriting, right? For a, a new market or an existing market that you might right. be in. Mm -hmm. Dennis, I would like to comment on your website. It's super impressive. And this is the updated 3.0 version. I remember two years ago <laughs> when you told me about your startup idea, it right. was like the beginning stage and and how far you have come so far wow yeah thank you so much i like the life and you know zero to one like the peter Thiel, you know said that the zero to one but i like those kind of life so yeah yeah for listeners it's uh marketstadium.com so you should yep, definitely thank you check yeah thank you for so the marketing so just to summarize basically if i'm an underwriter an investor mm -hmm. or developer i go to your website, schedule a demo. I get a report from you, and then I say I have a multifamily development project, and which city, which site that I should look into, and then you will gather all of those data and give me a consulting report that tells me this is the city, this is the next up and coming city I should go there and build my multifamily property. Yeah, like that's a partially right. So the first of all, if you want to use our platform, then please just uh, visit our website anytime and uh, please just uh, request a demo. But for us, actually, we are not just targeting that, okay, this will be the next market because that's a little bit cautious. So we are more like a market analytic platform. So actually, we have our own market score based on our knowledge. But many users, uh, some of users, they requested they want to make their own market score based on 
their perspective. So we have actually our biggest differentiation is in customization option that users can make their own market score based on their factor and their weight. And also they can make their own market report by selecting their own market indicators. So those, that is our uh, biggest differentiation. So we are more like, okay, we, we just set up all the market information here, but we focus on market uh, because we are a different company from the CoStar because CoStar focused on a deal base, right? So we cannot compete with them. So I think the CoStar is really valuable, but we are more focused on a market sector and we provide the 400 plus factor related to urban planning, urban intelligence and real estate. So we set up all the factors here and please enjoy yourself based on your, your perspective. So that's our concept. So that's the reason that I create our company name as a market stadium, because I want to make the beautiful stadium that contains all the market information and I bring all the real estate players in the world into our stadium and I let them play. So we don't want to make their decision, but uh, let them just play. So that's our concept. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, I, I think it's more of a, a screening tool, right? So you can exactly. say, these are the factors that I want to uh, yeah, build or buy in, like a minimum of you know $100,000 household family income, close proximity to transit, you know, hubs, and, you know, with good employment, job growth data underlying it and an active retail heat map. And then you say, go ahead and find me the markets or screen for the markets. And then it might pop out five, five cities for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, thank you for understanding that. So I will just introduce a little bit more. So in general, we have four use cases. So first that when you do the macro market study and uh, prioritize the location, which would be the next investor area based on your perspective or our perspective, uh, it's really useful tool. And second, when you do initial market screening, so for example, let's say that you receive a 20 plus deals from a broker in unfamiliar location, you never been there. So, but you have to analyze it. It's really useful. And uh, when you decide a deal to move forward, because you think it is located in a very nice market. So you can do the deep dive location analytics using our platform very easily. And when you make the investment pitch deck, investment memo, then using our platform, you can make it very easily using the 400 plus factors. Yeah, that's the use case. Amazing. And then some of your existing clients, are you able to share some, some of the REITs or multifamily investors that, that have been utilizing your platform? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So mostly the acquisition and uh, developer, but uh, we've been discussing with REITs and uh, crowdfunding company too, because they have to screen the deal so fast. So, you know, all they have to do using our platform is that they just, you know, copy and paste that all the address they have, even hundred plus addresses into our platform. And uh, they can easily identify that, okay, from, from like this, like this property located in a good market and this property located in bad market. So maybe we don't have to get into this market. So screen this deal, something like that. Yeah. Mm, it's just really useful. And and you're in all the major U.S. cities or uh, what's your geog geographic reach right now? Oh, that's a really great question. So we are covering 122 metropolitan area across the USA that oh, contains wow. over uh, 630, over 630 counties and uh, 
10,930 zip code and a 45,000 census tract. So those are the four market depths we analyze. Okay. And then how you retrieve the information is just through by a zip code or an address? Is that the identifier? Uh, well, so, so you're saying is that our market depths, market level? Yeah, the, the market data, like to, in order to field the information, right? In order to feel the request, all you need is a zip code or an address, and then you'll have the relevant data. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we just provide the data to the city level first, like city, which is MSA, metropolitan level, and uh, mm-hmm. down to county level, and uh, down to zip code level, and uh, down to census tract. So, oh. once you type the address and uh, pinpoint that address, then uh, the information uh, is provided like the, by census tract that contains that location. Yeah. Mm. Very cool. Yeah, Paul, like, thank you for asking yeah. a great question. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really interested in, uh, in this tool. I think, um, you I'm know, it's interested like, in becoming an investor again, Andrew, every, every podcast, maybe a every customer, podcast. I don't know. <laughs> when Dennis started his startup, I was one of the, the early user, he used yeah, right. Las, Las Vegas as right. a case study, and he asked me a bunch of questions about the Vegas market. Mm-hmm. And then the results are very relevant and close to what, to my knowledge of the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. At that time, I I actually asked a lot of questions to my schoolmates. <laughs> yeah, especially Minja and yeah. Minja is an early advisor. Yeah, early advisor. Well, okay, Dennis, here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. Where do you think the future of prop tech is going? And how uh, do you see technology is revolution- revolutionizing our industry? Yeah, right. Actually, it's really hard to envision the future right now, right? Because it's changing so fast. So, but based on my knowledge, and I think it would follow the way that the stock market has been headed, has been developed. So maybe the follow the stock market because 20 to 30 years ago, so when the internet was not developed a lot, we had to meet the stock broker in order to buy the stock, right? But right now we can buy the stock, including the international stock at home, the front of computer, right? Using tons of the, like tons of information the tremendous information out there because of the flood and flood of information in the stock market. So, but just data just landed in the real estate industry a few years ago. So I think in the near future, we don't have to go somewhere to get information and to get connected and buy property. So instead we could get all the information, the front of your computer and meet people on the platform and ultimately acquire or invest in the properties at home. So like you've seen that there are a lot of uh, profit, great crowdfunding companies out there. They're already, we, we can invest it, right? So, and uh, I think because of the like digital twin stuff or metaverse stuff, I think we don't have to go the other country to check out all the properties or all the, all the, like all the information. Um, like instead of just uh, using the technology, we can get all the information at home. And uh, lastly, I think I would expect that there will be no variables uh, regarding the currency using the blockchain and uh, the coin stuff. 
I'm not an expert, but yeah, I, I, I could expect that. Yeah. And as a people could buy the properties outside of their country, maybe easily. And so, I mean, in short, it may take a lot of time and maybe it could not happen, but based on my knowledge, this is what I could expect the future in the, for the real estate industry. And what's your vision for your company? Whether it's the, the business model is a case by case basis and how, oh. how are you going to expand that business model? And do you have an exit strategy, whether it's exit to a profit fund or other options? I'm just curious. Yeah. Just, uh, I'm, I'm asking these questions for Andrew in case if he wants to invest in it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for asking that. Um, yeah. First of all, our business model is a subscription base, like annual base. So it's very stable. But oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 like subscription base. And actually, regarding the exit plan, I don't have any exit plan right now because I want to like, because I, I just, I'm just doing this because I like it. So money is not my uh, first thing. So I like doing this. I'm very enjoying doing this. So I want to like draw all the pictures that I dream first and then just think about it because I have my own dream. So I, I want to go there and then I want to get there and, and then just think about it, you know. Is it better to exit or is better to go IPO or not? Yeah. And we have a great vision, but it's a little bit hard to say here right now. But uh, I can tell you the our near future that we are going to focus on just one thing, just satisfying our users by providing our market information in the US. And once we get a you know great amount of our users, then we will make our community that they can communicate each other on our platform. And we could expand the market to the next hottest place in the world. So that's our plan. Yeah. Good answer. Great answer from Thank you. a founder. Yeah. Yeah. So we always focus on user. Yeah. So I think that's the first thing. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I think you mentioned before that your focus thus far has been on multifamily, but I think based on a couple of these blog posts that I see that, um, and also with the opportunity in the private equity market, that's been very active in the single family home space. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be huge for you guys too. Right. Mm -hmm. I think there's just not as much data out there on single family rentals. And I think if you can capture that and distribute it to kind of the institutional crowd, then that would go over very well and they'd be willing to to pay good money for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And actually, we will expand uh, the property type to commercial real estate, including the office and a retail and, and industrial. Yeah, that's our plan too. Andrew, do you have any other questions? I don't have any other questions. I mean, I can ask so many more questions, but because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm on the I'm on the blog post right now, and Dennis has done some really interesting work on single person households and where do they live, and if mm -hmm. there's a correlation between that and and type of jobs that people might have, and so that's really interesting stuff. So I can sit here and geek out all day with him, but um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm one of the early users in test case when when this product was doing the developing stage. Mm -hmm. So I kind of know a lot what's going on with his product, but I'm more curious 
about his entrepreneurship journey. I know that it was really tough for him. He was in Texas and then he had to move back to South Korea, but his clients are in the U.S. And then as an early stage startup, and he was hustling and finding angel investors. Mm-hmm. And he was like calling a lot of the, the people that he knows in his network to invest in his startup. So that is the most challenging part, in my opinion, like as an right. early stage mm-hmm. startup. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to find a good team, which he found a great team and he had great advisors on his board. And maybe we should give a shout out to oh, Scott really? Robinson. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah, like if Scott Robinson. to my podcast. Okay. Yeah, That's like. Awesome. Yeah, we have a great advisors, um, like a, as well as angel investor, including the actually the Scott Robinson NYU professor and uh, my just schoolmates before and uh, like Sandbird CEO. Actually, Sandbird is over two billion or three billion valuation company in the U.S. right now. So we learn a lot from them. And then you're right, Ninja. And I'm just currently located in uh, South Korea, but I'm following the U.S. time. So, but 80% of my team, they are all in the States right now. So there's no big issue right now, but uh, yeah, but I have to do meetings. So I'm following the U.S. time. So no complaint, but uh, I will, that's why I will just move like the here and there, like one month here, one month here, like, like one month here and one month there. Yeah. But I think like, yeah, there are a lot of challenges, right? There are a lot of challenges every day I met. And but I think the biggest and uh, most important challenge over time is how we can satisfy or delight our potential customers that are not familiar with the data or sometimes they resist it. They resist the data and persist their conventional methodology to invest in. But I think I can totally understand that because like, you know, like right now, Data just landed and uh, maybe we don't have to use the data right now, but uh, it's transitioning market right now because so some people, they think that why we have to use the data and just call to the broker and a connection is really great. I think, but for me, I think that I I still think that the connection is very important and and then the most important thing in the real estate industry and also the financial modeling is very important. But what I want to argue is that how about adding this data on top of that, then maybe you can compete with the big companies as well. So what I want to do is that I want to just delight our customers. So I will just uh, keep doing my best and uh, to convince them using the data is great. So yeah, that's, that's my goal. Yeah. That's the, actually the big challenge. Yeah. Time difference. I can follow any, any, you know, nation time, but you know, this is the biggest challenge for me right Mm -hmm. now. Pushing That's the that. commercial real estate industry forward. Yeah, right. And yeah, show like them that. something new that mm-hmm. they didn't, they're not used to yet. Okay. Yeah, but, but, but like the, the positive thing is that I've seen a lot of new companies, like new private equity coming out in the state that they want to use the data these days. So I've seen a lot. So I think uh, the market is transitioning, but momentum is there, right there. So. I, I believe that the data could be the future. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dennis, for coming today. And before we finish this episode, I'm going to take a screenshot of everybody on Zoom as our thumbnail. Sure, sure. So three, two, one, smile. Wow. Okay, great. Awesome. You look good. <laughs>
good looking people. Anything else before we finish the episode, Andrew? Comment? No, I think the market stadium offering is super compelling. I think commercial real estate is increasingly more competitive. You need data to differentiate yourself and to compete. So I think what you offer is, is very interesting and listeners should check them out, marketstadium.com. Yeah, especially right now, like this era, because now the economy is going a little bit crazy. So we maybe we have to check out the economy factors, including the mortgage delinquency. You know, as the interest rate goes up, we have those data. So if you guys are curious about that, yeah, let me know anytime. And next time when you come to the U.S., look at the retail heat map and find out which where is the best Korean barbecue place that people go to. And then we go there. Yeah, but yeah, that part, please message me privately. Then I can just tell you <laughs> where is that. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Dennis. Thank you so much for coming today. All right. Thank you so much, Minja and Andrew. Thank you for your time. Thanks, thank, you. thank you. Bye. Bye. Yes.